Welcome to the Mindful Speaking Podcast Show. This is episode nine. Oh my goodness, I'm sitting here in my own living room making this podcast with an incense stick going, ready to bring about some positive information to you that will help you to uplift your day, feel a little bit empowered, and also gain a little bit of insight to different experiences that we may experience during our lifetimes. So... Um, it's been quite interesting over the last three weeks, four weeks, and um, it's been a lot of trying to recover and bounce back from the situations that has been happening in terms of George Floyd and Rashad, uh, Rashad Stevens, I believe, a uh, guy that got shot and murdered in Atlanta at the hands of the police. He was go- he was uh, he was actually driving. I guess supposedly he was driving drunk and stopped in a drive through in a fast food chain in, in Atlanta. And then he drove the car into a parking spot. A few a few police officers came up to the scene and uh, he was saying that he wanted to go home. And uh, the police officers uh, arrested him because they ended up, well, they was trying to arrest him because he had failed a uh, breathalyzer test. And yeah, it turned into a tussle match. And then he ended up trying to run away, but ran away with one of the um, the, the tasers of the officer, or ta- the, the tasers, the gun tasers from the officer. And then he ran off, tried to fire back while he was running away. And the police officer that was chasing him shot him. And then bang, that's it. And then along with that, everything else that has came about over the last few weeks from that and just the whole Black Lives Matter movement and uh, with everything that's been going here and going on here in London. Oh, man, it's been it's been very chaotic. Then you have to learn some history about your own self or not your own self, but about culture and other um, other forms of lives and things that have been going on in history that people have been unaware about and how everything in history has repeated repeated itself time after time after time after time again and then bang here we are <laughs> in July mid-year this is 2020 ladies and gentlemen and oh my goodness it has been a roller coaster journey oh man from the ups to the downs Deep into the downs where we think we're going up, but we go right back down. Oh, my goodness. We're going for a loop here. This is my mind. is <laughs> My mind is being thrown all over the place. So, um, in my emotions, I, you know, I'm, I'm truly, well, I'm not trying to brag here. It'll sound egotistical, but I truly try to keep myself grounded emotionally in any sort of experience that happens or whatever the case is that comes about. But I admit over these last few weeks and few months has been very, very, um, it's been, it's been very, it's been very life changing. And, and then now it feels like I'm being put at a standstill, but it's not to say that you're not working or you're not doing anything or you're not trying to get back on track. I mean, making this podcast again, it's just, trying to get back on track, but also, too, realizing that today, you know, I was working with a, a special person, a special friend of mine, and she's um, she's amazing, actually. She kind of gave me a little bit of hope towards the future, so, and I'm, I'm, I'm just basically going off of that hope and 
and and trying to get back on track so I can be the best that I can be, not just for myself, but for everybody else around me. So today, uh, just thought I might make this podcast. And uh, actually, there is something that I wanted to talk about in this podcast, though, and I think this is going to be very, very interesting. And I think this is something that needs to be heard, not just for adults, but also for our young people of today's time. So um, today's topic of the podcast is about how childhood abandonment or childhood experiences affects and has an impact in our adulthood. And I'm going to go into I'm going to go into a little bit of detail with this, sharing a little bit of my personal story, and also too just trying to get give a little bit of insight as to some of the things that I come across when it comes to young people and some of the experiences that they may encounter in their own personal lives. So, um, as you know, like you know, you know my story. If you haven't heard about my story. Uh, it's it's a long story, but however, it's a very empowering story, a uh, very empowering journey, I guess you could say. And it's something that I always share or look to share in ways that I can that will help empower other people, whether that's adults or even the young people themselves. So, um, you know, going to America when I was at the age of 11 in 2004 to then uh, going through a series of adverse set of circumstances, whether that was moving from one state to another, staying in in a shelter or being in and out or going in and out of different shelters, being kicked out at three o'clock in the morning to then going to a place uh, where we thought we had some friends and we took a bus from the inner city to the place, but then coming to find out our friends don't live there or the people that we thought we knew we didn't live there, so then we ended up having to walk that same night back uh, back from that place and going through like a two-day, oh man, two-day two day journey, basically walking and just starting and stopping here. And bear in mind, I was also going to school as well. So, um, you know, going, walking, let's say we left, we had to leave at 10 o'clock that night or let's say about 9, 10 o'clock. And we had been kicked off by the police because someone had reported us for soliciting or trespassing. And they said that if we were uh, if, if we were caught or if we are staying in the same place and we have not yet moved or we don't live here or whatever the case is, then they can take us to jail. So I just thought, you know, it's, it's better to just just keep, just get back on the road and let's just walk because that's the last place and that's the last thing we need for our our circumstance or our situation. So walking back that same night, you know, it kind of made you feel a little bit um, less worthy. You know, it's just kind of like the situation that you was, that, that, well, not you, but the situation that I encountered with the police and, and also trying to, make sense of a position that I was being put in or that we were both being put in, you know, it's kind of like you get kicked out. You're, you're not wanted, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, if, if we can't help you, so you have to go find your own sort of, your own sort of uh, resource to help you get through this moment because, you know, evidently you're in the wrong care. So, and it's kind of like being put in that position where you feel defenseless and you only have to abide by, uh, what somebody of other authority, and I'm not saying don't listen to authority figures or whatever the case is, but 
it's just one of those things where you have to kind of go along with what the person says. Otherwise, you know, here's what's going to happen. But not only not only just that, but then walking back throughout the whole night and pushing a basket with my mom, like we had a, we had a basket full of clothes, like how we had like four, I want to say three big bags and then two little ones and you know just so much stuff um, that walking back that same night was a bit. It was like pushing weight and then feeling like you know we should sleep here, we should sleep in there. But saying that, oh no, let's keep going. There was that. There's that bit that's it's 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 almost like taken away from you. But at the same time, you're also being emotionally, mentally, and physically challenged. And as a kid, like having to go through that sort of experience, and it's not just my personal experience, but kids that often feel like they're having to go through all sorts of challenges that they are not not saying this in a bad way, but they just don't have the amplitude for can run them off or turn their own sort of mindset the other way. And uh, I, I feel as though sometimes these challenges that we're brought across, you know, that and that we experience are only things that are, are, are only exposing us to what the, the gap is or where the gray area is that we should truly invest into and try to actually work on. And it sucks because when you do have support through that sort of experience, then it makes it so much more easy to get through that. But then when you don't and you're having to do it for yourself or you're having to do it by yourself, that's a completely different conversation. And, you know, that's just one that's just one side of the story. But when we're moving forward and we're going through all sorts of other experiences to then moving to a Los Angeles, California, and this is when we went back and forth between Las Vegas and Los Angeles many and plenty of times. Like, we had support in and out. You know, the stability was inconsistent. Um, emotionally, you feel, like, I felt personally that I didn't know what days was going to be great, and I didn't know what days I had to keep my head on the swivel sort of thing. So, when when we when I came across this sort of uh, mindset or this sort of like thought, I was just thinking, you know, what what is the where are the sunny days? Like I'm looking for those sunny days to come about so I could look, have something to look forward to. But it wasn't always like that every day, and uh, that that in itself can also have a has has a has a different effect on the reality. You know, like as a kid growing up and looking at or oh, being exposed to many different things like you know your reality and, and your thoughts are so, so almost feel like they're a bit trapped in whatever it is that you're looking at because it's almost like any way you try to go or you try to get out or you're trying to find a way out it's like life always somehow brings you back to this point and you don't even know why right so um and as a kid like as kids and as young people in today's times like the situations that they are being presented with and where they are is tough for them because sometimes they feel as though they can truly not get out. And this in itself, I wouldn't now I'm not. A, please. I just want to say it here. I'm not a physician. I am studying psychology. I'm not qualified in anything yet, but I am looking to become qualified. So I'm not saying that this is what it is, but. I almost feel as though sometimes when we are trapped in our thoughts and we are trapped in certain emotions and we're trapped in certain realities, it has an effect on our own personal mental health and emotional well-being. And 
and yes, with my situation, you know, I could have easily become a part of the product. Uh, I could have easily become a part of the society and the environment that I was exposed to. And also, too, I could have let it have a, uh, an effect, a, a really severe effect. But gladly enough, with somehow having a bit of emotional resilience through other particular parts of experiences that I've been exposed to or situations that I've gone through, then I almost have had the ability to not let this really, really get the best of me or not get the, not allow this to have um, a, an effect in where it breaks me sort of thing. So and with Skid Row and walking down the streets as a kid at 12 years old and looking at all sorts of individuals who are in certain situations, whether they're sleeping on the streets or taking taking substances throughout the day or um, what's the what else? Uh, people who are just lost or people who are in a place of not trying to come back or people who are just giving up and where there's no hope or no sort of inspiration for any kid, for any young person. You know, and it's it's tough because sometimes in life where you're you feel like you're in this sort of environment and you're looking for the hope, you're looking for the inspiration, you're looking for something that's gonna help you get out of the situation or at least have something to work towards or to become or somebody to give you that sort of idea or that's or that somebody to install that sort certain sort of hope and confidence and not finding it or not feeling like it's coming to you as any young person in today's time like you know they will tell you that yeah this is what it feels like so I almost feel um well in my situation where I was going through that sort of experience it felt like I was basically running on this hamster wheel Right. And it's almost like the gates were closed for me to get off. So I had to keep running. And if I stopped, you know, and I saw the reality that I was actually being exposed to or that I was looking at, um, I almost felt like, dang, OK, maybe this is where I belong. And, you know, as with young people or in relation to young people, this definitely has an effect on their self-esteem and also has an effect on uh, self-esteem as well. And. You know, I'll, I'll move forward a little bit later on in the podcast. But when you have these sort of experiences that are that what's the word I'm looking for? that are, are clearly clearly present, you know, it's kind of hard to detach from what is real and what is what is actually not true. You know, it's it's like you know, you, you, like this re, this this environment is what it is, or this place that you're looking at is what it is. But it's actually not a real place because the only place that is truly real is the world within. You know, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of environment that our soul truly lives in, not not the one outside of us. So uh, when we're seeing or when I was seeing all these certain things and feeling like I was trapped, you know, I, I almost felt like, OK, most days it was just getting through it and stuff like that. So um and then, and then moving moving forward a little bit, where we where we tr- where we tried to get out of it, and we tried to go to Florida, and uh, we got stopped in Texas uh, by immigration. You know, caught on a two day, three day bus trip to Florida. Uh, we ended up having to get off the bus, and then next we ended up having to sit there in Texas 
well, staying staying in a shelter in Texas for four weeks. See, an immigration officer officer tells us that we're no longer allowed to be in the country. Now you guys have to go back, but they don't send us right back in there. Now it leaves us with the option, you know, like what do we do next? So um, what we did next was we ended up going right back to Los Angeles, California, and then seeing Skid Row all over again, you know, just living on Skid Row to then living in Hollywood or, sorry, not Hollywood, but San Fernando Valley. And um, it's it's just kind of like, again, it was back on that cycle of madness and trying to figure out how to truly get out of it. And uh, this this sort of this sort of experience, you know, really really led me to believe that maybe this is it. Like this is truly where we're meant to be, and maybe maybe it's just this is this is just what it is. You know, it's just kind of like, what do you do? Do you choose to try and uh, try and decipher everything, break everything down, and try to make sense for yourself and Go out there and go do whatever you can to make the situation better. Or you just do you just ride the wave and say, you know what, okay, you know whatever happens is whatever happens next, right? And I'm sure many of us can relate to that sort of thing. So uh, when when we when we were going back and forth between many different places, you know, and and well, not many different places, but when we, when we was in Los Angeles and we was moving between San Fernando Valley and Skid Row all over again. Uh, there was nights where I went by myself and, you know, there's some, t- some days I just, I just wanted to run away and just try and go and do something that keeps me distracted or keeps me away from this reality that, uh, that I, that I don't want to be a part of. And interestingly enough, like took buses and trains and public transport all, all day, all night sort of thing. And, um, not having anywhere to go almost really not having any way to go without a destination, but you're just on this journey, on this ride, trying to find your own piece of entertainment and just, you know, hope that this this thing ends at some point. You know, you don't know when it's going to end, but it, some at some point it will end soon. You just don't know when, right? And um, that's it's almost like with young people and with experiences that that sometimes we, we we go through, we hope for it to end soon because we are we are not enjoying the ride in this very fine moment, and it's almost like not enjoying that very fine the the very fine ride in the moment makes it hard to stay in the present moment because obviously there's something uncomfortable, and whether that comfort is hanging around with the wrong crowd or trying to find a sense of belonging and bear in mind it was also just me and my mom and most times I was just by myself so I would sometimes just go out and go probably try to meet new friends or meet new people or just talk with people whatever the case is just just to have somebody to talk to right because it's it's tough when you're in the world where you feel like you're alone and you kind of just want to put your Put yourself out there to be made feel felt as though like you you are you are looking for a sense of validation or for a sense of worthiness through somebody else's confirmation, and um, I think we all do that as humans naturally. You know, whether you're a young person or an adult or even an elder, you know, you you're looking for that sort of confirmation that gives you that that 
that credibility or that sort of gratitude towards your existence and to know that you actually do matter and somebody out there does actually care about you or human life or whatever the case is so um and most times like I said I was always by myself and having to deal with these things alone at least feel like I was dealing with these things alone you can imagine what kind of impact that that would truly have on any young person not even just me so um and then and then moving and moving along like you know like I said when we, when I was sleeping on buses and trains and moving around like not having anywhere to go hoping that it ends you know it ended up ending up well, it ended up ending at some point, but even at its worst moment. So just me and my mom, and uh, we were just, you know, we, well, I just came from being out all night on public transport, and I met up with my mom at a shelter, and we ended up leaving that shelter in downtown Los Angeles in Skid Row, Ununion Rescue Mission, Ununion Rescue Mission to be exact. And we left the shelter, and I asked my mom, as we were walking in the streets, or was walking through the streets, I asked my mom, can we go in here and get some food? And she said no. And being denied something of, you know, your basic need in a in in a in a moment where you feel like you truly deserved it raises that question. Well, you know, you're telling me that I can't that you, like you're denying my basic rights. So you're telling me that I can't go in here and go eat. You know, at any at any age, it doesn't matter whether you're I don't know, maybe maybe an adult. I mean, I love food, don't get me wrong. You know, if I have to if I have to make a halt for a second because I you know, because I, I want some food, I will. But if not, it's okay. We'll keep going as long as it's somewhere better, right? <laughs> but no, on, on a serious note, at the age of twelve and having to ask my mom, can we go ahead and get some food? Uh she said no. And I stopped for a minute because I thought, you know, I, I really do. I really keep going down this path and waiting two hours till I actually eat. And even if it is two hours, there's no telling if I'm going to eat, because if we get to the shelter, maybe everybody will eat all the food. You know, is that sort of question or do I go into the shelter, get some food and then come out and then potentially catch up with my mom at some point? You know, and I thought. I personally thought just going to the shelter and getting some food was probably a perfect idea. And because I was hungry at that time, you know, I just came from a long night. It's been a mad morning. It's, it's, I don't know, well, going through moments in, in childhood experiences of such, especially especially um, experiencing extreme poverty. Some There's some nights and some days where you just don't know when you're going to eat. Right. And if you have to do whatever you have to do to get some food on the on the table, whether that's to go out and go panhandle, whether that's to go out and go into random shelters and see if they have any food or any sort of snacks or whatever the case may be, then best believe they that that part of you, that instinctive, innate part of you is going to do that. There's, you cannot control your hunger. Sometimes if you're hungry, you're going to do whatever you can to go eat. You know what I mean? We know that as adults. And so. And so uh, we're, we're experiencing this sort of poverty or this sort of experience during this poverty uh, set of circumstances. You know, I, I decided to go in there, go into the show to get some food and um, come out. And all I had was a trash bag. I'm, I kid you not. All I had was a trash bag, 200, 150 to 200 gallon trash bag. And I come out the shelter, no money, no phone. 
no identification, no bus pass, no nothing, no resource, nothing. And so uh, moving along, you know, walking through the streets of Skid Row at the age of 12 by my twelve by myself, having to look over my shoulder and see all sorts of random people, you know what I mean? Like look, just looking around and just thinking like, man, like, you know, this, how can I, like, how can I get out of this? Like, where is, like, I'm telling you, I kid you not, if you go to Skid Row and you stay there a whole day, you will be itching to get out. I'm not even kidding you. But I have no, there's no disrespect to, 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 to the environment of Skid Row because it's not, it's truly not, well, I mean, it, the environment is what it is. Um, but there is a sense of community and there is a sense of connection because everybody is going through that sort of sort of struggle. Everybody there knows that sort of, you know, that, that lesser part of life and it just feels like sometimes you just can't get out, right? Um, but as a 12-year-old moving through this area, moving through this particular environment, you know, it wasn't until I saw my mom uh, on a bus, right, as I walked to the corner of the street, and I thought, okay, you know, like my mom's on the bus and now I'm having to sit here and try and make sense as to where it is that I'm going or where is this whole situation going. So I looked down to the left and I saw that there was a bus stop and I'm thinking, okay, maybe my mom's going to get off the bus or maybe I go run after the bus or whatever the case is. But in fact, here's what happens. So I see, so I see that the bus stop gets to the bus stop, see no sign of my mom, and then bang, the bus keeps on going. So now being 12 years old in the hardest skid row, trying to figure out what to do next, whether I become a part of the part of the environment or whether I keep on going, led to one of the biggest sort of decisions that was ever had that ever had to be made. But you know what i i don't i haven't really talked about this much but what does it feel like to be abandoned you know like to to and what kind of effect does abandonment have on children um or or young people in particular i think young people and you know i'm speaking from experience as well here but young people who experience moments of abandonment are almost denied of their existence by the person who has brought them into this world. It's almost like someone brings you into this world and it's like, they don't even want you, you know? And it, when, when you look at that, when you look at that within yourself, you start to really think, dang, does, does nobody even want me around here? Like, you know, am I not that sort of person that's worthy to live or worthy to be made meaningful or worthy to be, felt like I actually matter. And, you know, like when, when we, when, well, when young people experience that in particular, going into adulthood, it doesn't matter what kind of support that they gain or that they have through their adolescence or even going into adulthood. They, in the back of their mind, they actually truly think that they don't matter or they're not meaningful or they're not made to be made valuable enough because that sort of impact or that sort of traumatizing experience has such a profound effect on the human emotion and the human psyche that 
the person experiencing that or behind the experience, it's almost like this is something that's going to scar them or is going to travel with them for the rest of their lives. And I'll be honest, like it's still like sometimes I, I, I have a really good support network within today's world and whatnot. But I just there's some parts of me that just still feels like, man, like I know I've, I've came through all sorts of support systems, but why can I not get rid of this feeling? And sometimes getting rid of this feeling is hard, you know, it's, and because it almost feels like it's, it's an energy that's traveling with you and you don't really want it to travel with you because you understand the effect that it's having on you and also your mind. So with being abandoned at the age of 12, I just thought, you know, in that moment, I just thought, okay, there's only one thing that I can do. But before I move forward, I just really want to say I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for for God's presence, spirit, my spirit guys walking with me during that time. Other the other sets of circumstances that helped me to acquire emotional resilience, because then I was able to stand in that moment, look dead face to face in that moment, and say, "Okay, you know what?" As a wise man once said, "I'm just gonna." Sometimes you just gotta keep on trucking, and. Sometimes in life, we're going to come across all sorts of experiences and all sorts of things that are going to help us or make us feel a certain way. But at the same time, they're also going to help us and empower us to think differently of our situation. And so I looked in the moment between me and Skid Row and me and the future. And I thought, okay, you know what? Me in the future, the thing I see in the future is laying my head down somewhere. And that's the only thing that I had my mind set to. And my heart said to as well. And then, you know, I make a long story short, but came across two different shelters and then uh, came across a third shelter. The first two didn't accept me in because I was under the age of 18. All it came down to now was just determination. Am I truly going to quit here or am I truly going to keep on going? And um, and uh, I said, OK, you know what? It is what it is. But let's keep going on to this third shelter and uh, got to sh- third shelter. There was a bit of hope. As I always say, like, police came and picked me up. And uh, we went on the search for my mom, couldn't find her, and ended up at the police station only to find myself in a foster care system later on that night. You know, but I think that, honestly, the the set, sets of experiences that not just, not just me as a person I'm speaking about today, but circumstances that young people experience from disadvantaged backgrounds or from low socioeconomic backgrounds and those who experience all sorts of childhood trauma growing up in single parent households or you know like not enough money is being made in the household so there's no telling when people are going to eat or when kids are going to eat or when the when the mom's going to get enough money or when the father's going to make enough money etc etc or not even having enough or strong enough support system which which is what you know, that's that's another thing. I'm going to dive into that later on, but um, not having a strong enough support system and how that actually also has another effect on the emotional body of young people. You know, like it's it's tough because at the, not having a support system almost validates the fact that 
you don't matter enough. You know, you don't matter enough to anybody around you because nobody, no, nobody in your support system even wants you, right? And it just sucks because to look at it from that perspective or from that angle, it really actually does, like, the, the feeling of it actually does feel like that. Like, it almost feels as though no matter how hard you try, if nobody in your own personal support circle wants to support you, then why should I sort of thing? So, um, but that's some, that's another conversation to be had later on in the future when I speak about it in the next podcast or whenever the case is. So, um, but however, however, there are certain things that do come about once you learn and you do find that sort of resilient body or that resilient mind. And, and, and when you, when, when you overcome it using these certain factors, it leads to the empowerment of other areas of your own personal life. So like, you know, I, I, I was alone a lot of times, right. And I was alone, um, in the face of my own set of circumstances, but however, what it helped me to do was to become a better decision maker within my own set of personal circumstances. So, uh, when I was, when I was alone and having to make my own decisions, I had learned how to make decisions and I don't want to sound like I'm being selfish here, but these are some of the sort of survival sort of mindsets that come into play, but helped me to make decisions that helped me to become, um, um, a, a look for things that would help to empower my situation and me as an individual, which many young people try to do is just to make decisions for themselves that will help empower them. But Oftentimes, it's what kind of decisions that they're making that's getting them these results. And some of them are positive decisions and some of them are decisions that only need to be changed or the option needs to be changed. So that way uh, they could find a bit more satisfaction within their own decision, you know. So that's one. Another one is also independence. You know, independence sometimes comes from being able to stand on your own two feet in the midst of darkness when you can't see anything and when nobody's around you, but you can stand on your own two feet confidently with your chest out, with your eyes open, and you can actually see what it is that you need only only for the factor of satisfaction, satisfaction to be met. And it's uh, interesting because when we're also independent, you know, I think independence, okay, fine. You know, I was only 12 years old or whatever, or a, a young child, a young person. But being able to be emotionally independent and uh, emotionally independent, meaning that you can count on yourself to help you feel better or help you feel a bit more um, positive or to feel a bit more uplifted by doing the things that matter to you were some of the things that, were personally done in the set of circumstances that I was experiencing. And that independence has also helped me to find independence, even or emotional independence, even when I was in childhood, oh, sorry, not childhood, in foster care, um, going through university. I think when I left, when I left uh, from California to Texas, after I left foster care to go to Texas for university or to start off junior college, I was emotionally ready to move forward and be independent again and and to also feel like, okay, then you know, this is gonna count on me and stuff like that. So the only person that can that can that I can depend on is me. So um which that's you know, sometimes that's what that's what adult that's what it is about uh when it comes to being an adult and stuff like that. And then the last one 
uh, or the last couple is is well-being and appreciation. When you come out of certain events and certain circumstances that have challenged you to be able to withhold or have the amplitude to, um, to, to stand in front of the event itself, especially if it's something that's challenging, something that is uh, emotionally rigorous or something that something that challenges you to hold a certain sort of faith during the times of things where you cannot see, uh, there's a bit more of an appreciation factor once you overcome it. And then you look back, you think like, geez, that was, those were some tough times. But however, going through it, there was a bit of, there was a bit of mental toughness though. There was a bit of a, there was a bit of a reward that came from that. And you're so thankful because you just know that during those times, like life could have went either, either one of two ways. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like looking at it at a situation or looking at it from an angle where you're appreciative of whatever life puts you through, even if it's, even if it is a, even if it is a very adverse effect, because at the end of the, uh, at the end of the event and of the circumstances, you will reap the adverse rewards. So, you know, it's just kind of, uh, being appreciative of that. But anyway, that's it for this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope you was able to take a couple of things from that, take a couple of um, positive things that will help to empower you. And also that message, especially for the young people, you know, I know we're all going through some certain, all going through certain events and circumstances, you know, whether that's in home, life, school, whatever the case is. But however, best believe that things will be okay. Things will get better and things will eventually turn around. The main thing that you just have to do is just to have the faith and listen, having faith is only about what you tell yourself and where you see yourself by the end of this lifetime or by the end of this journey and believing that you will actually get there. So stay positive, stay well. And the last thing that I want to finish off here with is to think well, to live well. Danny Dozy, episode nine, out.